Hola, mi gente. You're listening to Money Chisme, a podcast bringing you the chisme on personal finance, investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. I am your host, Violeta, a first-generation Mexican immigrant in which I struggled on my own path to financial freedom and am currently on my personal journey to building wealth. I am here each week to bring you my experience, financial tips, and the latest achievement on personal finance to help you on your own journey to financial freedom and building wealth. So if you're looking for a place to learn financial literacy, how to invest, and how to make your money work for you, then you've come to the right place. Don't forget to visit the blog at moneycheesement.com where you can also keep up with the latest achievement and sign up for the email list so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on social media, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter, and YouTube. All right, mi gente, so get your cafecito or your drink of choice and let's get into this chisme. The banks are failing and everybody is freaking out wondering like is my bank going to fail like what is going to happen with my money like how is that going to affect me and like what can we do to reduce these risks so let's talk about why did these banks failed and what we can do to reduce our risk hola i am violeta from money chisme a platform geared towards teaching the latinx community and people of color personal finance financial literacy and real estate investing over the past week or two we have heard of two major banks failing and that is silicon valley bank and silvergate capital and you know let's talk about why they failed so Silicon Valley Bank, known as SVB, is you know well known to manage the money and give out loans to startup companies. Now the thing is, their downfall has been coming for a few years now. Uh, in 2021, they were notified that hey, you do not have enough hand uh, cash on hand to cover um, anything that goes wrong. So you might want to do something about that. But guess what? SVB was just like, I'm not going to do anything about it. I, they just ignored the warnings. So that ended up them going under supervisory review in 2022. Now, the thing is that a lot of the money that they held was not insured. And it's estimated that about 97% of the deposits were not insured by the FDIC. So it's no wonder that when customers got wind of like something going wrong with the bank, they rushed to withdraw all their money. Now, the thing about SVB is that they ended up also buying a lot of debt like U.S. bonds, which had long maturity rates um, or terms, I mean. But the problem is that with the inflation those like the return on that like dropped and they ended up losing money now this caused them to over leverage they lost money and their customers you know got scared and withdrew all their money and so that all just like jumbled together and they ended up failing now with silvergate capital they are geared towards cryptocurrency and you know cryptocurrency was getting a huge boom um around you know like during the pandemic and stuff and so silvergate bank was making money and they had an all-time high in november of 2021 cryptocurrency ended up like starting to take you know a downfall and ended up with silvergate stock falling like 97 percent off of 
from where they were in November 2021. So this caused Silvergate to start winding down and then the customers heard, you know, heard about it and were like, why are we winding now? What's going on? And then they saw the stock prices go down. They saw crypto going down. So they did the same thing and started withdrawing their funds. They had the same thing where they bought like these U.S. bonds and long-term debt that just wasn't paying off and they just couldn't keep up with the withdrawals and they failed as well. So this in turn has everybody wondering like what is going on with these banks? Why are like these banks over leveraging? And you know, it has people wondering like, you know, is my money safe in my bank? I mean, as first gen, I'm sure a lot of first gens are starting to get phone calls from like their family members because you're, you know, we're usually the ones that have all the answers, right? And even myself with my mom, she just called me the other day and asked me like, hey, what's going on with these banks? Like, you think, you know, my bank is going to fail? Should I take out all my money and all that stuff? And I had to like, you know, calm her down and be like, no, uh, you should be okay. But I did take this chance to be kind of like an I told you so because I've been trying to get my mom to invest some of her money instead of having it in the bank because of inflation. And as you know, um, or if you don't know, inflation really reduces the value of your money if it's just sitting in the bank. So one thing I had to also let her know was that your money is protected in the Federal uh, Deposit Insurance Corporation. The FDIC insures your money up to a certain amount, which is 250000 for single and uh, could be 500000 for um, married. So which brings me to what can you do to protect yourself in, in case that a bank fails and, you know, you do have money that's above what the FDIC insures. And one of the things that you can do is to spread out your money across multiple banks and even multiple accounts. Now the FDIC insures, you know, the 250K for single and 500K for um uh, married, but that's per person per account. So that means you could put 250K over here and 250K in another bank. Um, and then you still have that insured over here and over there. Um, not to mention is that, you know, if that bank fails, you still have this bank and at least you don't have all your money in one bank. And then if that bank fails, then you're kind of screwed if you have over that 250 limit. One of the ways that you can add an account is by doing custodial accounts for your children and putting money there. And then that account is insured up to 250K. Or you could also add beneficiaries um, like my mother has for me. And, you know, then that adds another 250. Now, another way is to just, you know, not use banks or just spread out instead of uh, a bank. Also add a credit union. Now, yes, credit unions are not insured by the FDIC, but they do have their own version of insurance for the same limit. Now, the plus side about credit unions is that these are nonprofit and, you know, they have low overhead costs. So you get better services because they pass on those savings on to their customers. So you usually get it, get better savings rates and, you know, better just loans and services. So regardless if you use a bank or credit union, you know, just keep tabs on what, like, how are they doing? Uh, check out those, you know, quarterly reports or news that comes out and or their newsletters. And just, you know, be aware of how your bank is doing. 
So what have we learned from the failure of these banks? Number one is greed. Now, the way, you know, these banks kind of work is that you deposit your money and, you know, they use your funds to buy debt and give out loans and they end up buying, you know, U.S. bonds or some investments. So they invest your money for their profit um, but the problem is that because of their greed, they, you know, over extend that money that they borrow and they put your money at risk. Now, there are some like regulations that are in place to kind of prevent that. Uh, but SVB was just kind of like whatever. And they were following a very risky model and because of their greed, because they were trying to make money. So therefore, you know, don't let your greed you know, cloud your judgment because that's what happened to these um, banks is that because of greed, they just made very poor decisions and took very high risks. Which brings me to number two is over leveraging, which means just don't take on more debt than you can afford. Now, this may seem like common sense, but I mean, look at these banks. They did it anyways. And the way they did that is that they took long-term debt that was going to take a while to mature and then that, you know, decreased the value of it because of inflation. And so they ended up losing money. So they put your money at risk, they lost money, and, you know, they over-leveraged because they took on more debt than they had assets that they could liquefy to cover like withdrawals or any emergency. So make sure you don't over leverage so that way you can cover any emergency that you that, you know, may come up. And number three is diversification. Now we hear this in the stock world that you want to have a diverse portfolio, but you also want to do that with yourself. And, you know, as we spoke about earlier is you want to spread out your money over multiple accounts or multiple banks, but you also just don't want to store so much cash in, um, a bank, you know, even if it's spread out because you're losing money through inflation. Of course you want to have money so you can have a liquid asset, but also, you know, have, you know, an emergency fund. Uh, however, anything excess, you might as well invest. And this is one thing I was explaining to my mom the other day was that like, mom, like your money is worth less now than when you put it in because of inflation. And these banks are over here taking your money and investing it anyways and making money off of it. And they only give you like 0.25 or maybe not even a 1%. So you're not even seeing the benefits. So why not just invest it yourself and make some money off of it? So invest it yourself, buy some stocks. And you know, I invest in stocks, but my main thing is real estate investing. So of course I'm gonna plug in real estate investing. Um, it's a great way to, you know, hedge against inflation. Um, it gives you cash flow and not to mention it has some tax benefits, which means you get to keep more of your money and build wealth. So yeah, those are the ways on how you can reduce your risk and be able to, uh, you know, protect your money because that is one thing that, um, 
as first gen, we don't know how to protect our money. We just kind of like, okay, we get our paycheck and then we put it in the bank and then we just use it to pay bills, but we don't, you know, invest it. Meanwhile, the banks are investing it for us and making money off of it. And two, we are just putting everything in one bank um, and instead of several banks, which increases our risks. And like, you know, just learning how to, you know, manage our money and learning how to protect it and keep more of it. Um, those are things that we just need to learn about and get better at doing. All right. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode and you were able to at least get the lessons learned from this, these bank failures and you go on and take these necessary steps to protect your money. But other than that, don't forget to follow my social media down below and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave me a review and don't forget to share so others may find the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest or have any topics or questions you'd like to hear discussed, you can reach out to me at any of my social media or email me at moneycheesemeblog at gmail.com. Hasta la próxima. Bye.